Hello everyone and welcome back to another dreamy episode of the PM Diaries. We're your hosts. My name is Paige. And my name is Maddie. Welcome back Night Owls. It's Monday, November 13th, 2023 and it's a beautiful fall day in the Windy City. It's also World Kindness Day, which is such a cute day. It's such a cute day. You, know, you also said, though, let me correct you, because it's very much not the daytime. It is very much so the nighttime. What did I say? You said, welcome back for another beautiful fall day in the Windy I City. I said day. I said evening. I, no, you said day. But I think you were getting ahead of yourself and thinking about World Kindness Day. Oh, okay. But that is so cute. It is cute. But anytime I think of kindness, you remember the Care Bear? There was a Care Bear named Kind or Kindness or some really? shit. Really? Yeah. No, I didn't think of the Care Bear. No. I actually thought of you when i thought of world kindness oh, wow <laughs> i'm you're very serious so corny no i'm so serious i feel like you're one of the kindest people i've ever met wow yeah and you're also really funny wow i wish i could say the same about you but i can't oh my god <laughs> you are such a jerk no i'm kidding you are super kind sissy and you're really funny too but Thanks. this is such a cute day i love days that celebrate shit that actually fucking matters i know but it was actually funny because i was looking up a ton of like kindness quotes and stuff mm -hmm. and there was this quote that said in a world where you can be anything be kind Ugh. and it's just loaded. like classic it's a loaded like simple like five or six or seven or whatever word sentence that just carries a lot of meaning yeah so this is just a reminder for everyone to just like try your best to be kind i know we always don't have good days Choose sometimes kindness. people will test you but kindness always wins yeah well, but how was your day my day was okay um you know <laughs> not the, okay it was just all right girl you know how the beginning of the week goes we're mm -hmm. ramping up for some stuff um, so for the next few weeks into the holiday season, we're going to be very busy. Ugh. Um, so, you know, I look forward to the days where the holidays feel like, oh, my God, I can just be excited about the holidays and mm -hmm. not just like, holy shit, I got a lot to do. I know. Um, but other than that, it was a pretty good day. I'm alive. Um, yeah. <laughs> Girl, this best. does not even sound like you're being like, oh, well, it's a pretty good day. I mean, I'm alive. I mean, it like, was a pretty good day. That's a bare bones. Yeah, it baby. is bare bones. Actually, no, it's not. It's the best gift that you can have is waking up every day. So exactly. that's true. Exactly. So it was a good day. Can't complain too much. How was your day? My day was okay. Um, I took off today, so I was a little bit more well-rested, I think, mm -hmm. than what I typically am. But I just never feel like I have enough time in the day to be productive. I know. Which is so hard because I'm like, now that I'm busier, I'm also in school, we're dealing with a ramp up. Like, sometimes mm -hmm. it's just really difficult to be productive. It is very difficult. Or it just feels like certain tasks that shouldn't take you as long as they do take you take forever. Long. Ugh, I feel the worst. like as I've gotten older, my concept of time has gotten much more accurate. Yeah. Like, I literally start freaking out because I'm like, I've never been someone who, like, plans and stuff. Like, I truly was just, like, laissez-faire. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, whatever. Yeah. When it happens, it happens. But now that I have, like, now that I'm a grown woman and, like, we have this podcast and, like, all this other stuff, like, I'm on it. Like, I'm yep. planning and stuff like that. But I'm like, holy shit, it's going to take me two hours to get ready. Mm -hmm. Then it's going to take me an hour to drive there. Then it's going to take me this to do this. And I just, like, plan out my day. Yeah. And that can sometimes be daunting because it makes me realize, holy shit, there's not enough time in the day no there's not enough time in the day at all and honestly i feel like i can't wake up any earlier than what i do and i can't go to bed any later than what i do so it's like mm -hmm. what where do you make time for stuff and then obviously you know my commute situation
vacation so it's just like there's literally no time i'm like down to the point where i'm thinking okay what can i do while i drive holy fucking like shit. you know that's crazy but the crazy thing is it'll be even more exciting when days are jam-packed like that but you're doing shit that, that like, you, you know love. makes you feel realized yes so oh you God. know i know other than that though you know i'm glad to hear that you had a good day yes. obviously there's been a lot going on in the world um for uh, like our weekend coming off of a weekend we actually started binging like winter house and summer house yes. and it's so funny because we used to say we would never watch those shows why did i say that I, I genuinely don't know i don't know why i had no interest in winter house and summer house but right now it's my favorite it's one yes. of my favorite shows on bravo yeah and like putting it up against like almost like a real housewives of potomac which we'll get into a little bit later mm-hmm. but like me watching that well, there's like a true camaraderie mm-hmm. between the summer house and winter house castmates. Definitely. And I don't know why, but I just love it because it it's like you can watch the show. There can be drama, but you know, at the end of the day, they don't hate people or that they don't, <laughs> they hate, don't hate each hate other. Each other. Yeah. And that's like one of the best things about a drama filled show. Yeah. And I think the problem we run into with housewives is like you have people that genuinely hate each other, which makes it yes. no fun. Like, and then they don't want to talk to each other. Right. Sorry, go ahead. No, you're fine. There like needs to be that perfect boundary like I think Beverly Hills has really mastered the perfect boundary where it's like they don't hate each other no one's like I refuse to film with you yeah and I think winter house and summer house is similar to that other than yeah. like Craig and Luke yeah but like that I just wild. yeah that was really wild but that has been so fun to just binge watch but I feel like anytime you go into the winter seasons that's when you're just in your binge watching bag like yeah. I really feel like that is the time yeah because you're in the house more and I don't know it's just something about like the moody vibes I know that really I think that's that. what it is. You're right. Because it's all about them living in the house together. Yes. And that kind of fosters like more camaraderie or like connection. That's Definitely. true. Definitely. Um, it's giving Jersey Shore, but like less Jersey Shore. Yeah. It's There's like a mix, you know. It's but a mix. Ahead. But there's, there's more Bravo influences. I get what you're saying. Yeah. But one thing that I'm irritated about, which I'm not even going to like drone into this, is like my allergies were fine before I started the podcast. Yeah. And now my allergies want to act up right when I'm talking. I don't get it. <sighs> sick. Um, but. We mentioned earlier that today is World Kindness Day, but I've been really, really into Pamela Anderson recently. Yeah. So into her. I don't know if I've touched on this on the podcast before. I probably have, but I subscribe to her journal. Like she's super into like writing and poetry and stuff. Mm -hmm. I subscribe to her journal and I'm loving starting my weeks off with like a Pamela Anderson like journal. It's just Aww. really cute. So like, by journal, what do you mean? Is it like an inspirational quote she gives you? Is it her journal entry? Like it's tell me literally more. a journal entry that okay. Pamela Anderson authors herself. Wow. Um, it comes from her blog, which is titled Arkady. Mm-hmm. For those of you who aren't too familiar with like Pamela Anderson, um, her like home farm is called Arkady and mm-hmm. it was passed down to her um, through several generations. But today, her article was about why can't I find it? Fuck. Which Aww. one do I send it to? I have too many emails, y'all. Girl, why didn't you screenshot? You know what? That's a good question. I was <laughs> off my game. Okay, I found it. Okay, so it's called The Open Journal, and today's article was about the dance. And it you was want just me really to read cute. it? Or you... No, we don't have to read the okay. whole thing because it would be a little lengthy. Okay. But I'm just encouraging people, like, find little notes that you like to start your week off with. Definitely. And, like, subscribe to little motivational journals. That's what I've been into right now. I love that. Um, no, that's top. cute because I know some people, they get, like, text messages. There's apps that will send you text messages. 
is like yeah. every morning or different things like that. I think that's really cute. It is cute. And it like helps me to stay centered at the beginning of my week. So yeah. I just figured I would drop that in there as well. But in other news, obviously everyone saw Travis and Taylor in Argentina. Yes. Yes. Holy shit. Okay. So it's kind of like more official now, even though we knew it was more official. Yeah. I mean, we knew it was official, but like it's more official. Yeah, it's more official. Um, But in her song Karma that she was performing, she changed the lyrics um, from karma is the guy on the screen coming straight home to me to karma is the guy on the chiefs coming straight home to me. And then at the end of her concert, everybody saw her run over to Travis at the end of the show and kiss him. Yeah. Everyone I was saw like, that. Oh my God. No, it's funny. I'm happy though, because I feel like in the past there's always been this like secret, like, you know, men get jealous and like, <laughs> I'm not saying like <laughs> her past boyfriends were jealous of her, but there was always seemingly this irritation with her yes. stardom. Yeah. And it's like, you have to know what you're getting into, honey. If you're marrying Taylor Swift, like you're marrying one of the world's biggest, biggest stars, stars. Yeah. Like, and I feel like he's stepped up to the plate. Like he's low key giving ready for the attention. Yes. Like this is not new to me, honey. I know. That's what I was going to say. I know. Like he's not a, hiding from it. No, as an NFL player, he gets a lot of attention, yeah. but he's also not like a precious individual. If that right. makes sense, I would even categorize them both as somewhat of a, I don't, I don't even want to say it though. Cause I feel like there's a negative connotation with it, but mm-hmm. kind of like a showboat, like you're totally fine. Like being in that attention realm and like having eyes on you and stuff and i mean that in the in a complimentary way but i almost think she needed somebody who's not scared she of attention did because, because i can't stand them the i'm trying not to cut <laughs> i can't stand the people she's been dating that are like running to the car and like trying to hide everyone they're so precious yeah, like, precious. The like you know it. what you're dealing with you know what you're stepping into yeah so i even think that adds to their compatibility the fact that he has no problem with attention of course she needed that but this was good to see like some positive relationship news because i feel like kiki palmer and Darius oh my God. I think his last name is Hickman or something I don't even know what his last Kiki name Kiki Palmer is. and her baby daddy their, their like drama their unfortunate, so unfortunate drama was yeah. all over the tabloids Ugh. it was very difficult to read and yeah, keep up warning. with definitely a, a trigger warning for domestic violence um yeah. But, you know, images did surface. They were released. Um, there was more details that came out. And yeah. then I don't know if you saw today, like, the mom was exposed for saying she was going to put a bullet in his head. Oh, Lord. I didn't so, even see that part, yeah. but I did see the video of Kiki's mom coming out and saying like, well, you're not going to come out and say that I did anything or that my daughter did anything because you know that we've come to you about this guy's behavior. Mm-hmm. It's heartbreaking, though. It is. It's devastating. And I think it just goes to show, like, what you might perceive i think we all got red flag vibes when the whole oh you're a mom comment came out when she was being fun with usher like i think that's a red flag hands the fuck he was a little too comfortable disrespecting her her on a public platform like who the fuck are you and i'm sorry i'm not who the fuck are you to even say anything to me about what i'm doing i'm not married to you and even if i was you're i'm sorry but just everybody open their ears and listen the fuck up you're never gonna tell me what to wear you're never gonna tell me what to do like you just won't so if that if that's something you want maybe you find somebody else because it's absolutely ridiculous especially in this day and age but um yeah my heart actually breaks for kiki like as the details came out we heard about him breaking prescription glasses and for some reason because all the details were so horrendous something about the prescription glasses really stuck out to me and i think it's because like kiki's whole public image we all know she has glasses like they're a part of her so just to think like someone's breaking her glasses yeah and it's it's almost like what it's almost a part of her identity 
because people view it as just kind of a tangible item, but it's literally what she needs to see to be able to care for their son. And it's just really fucked up, honestly. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm happy that Kiki had the courage to do what she needed to do. Yeah. Um, and people are like, Oh, that was tough. That was tough. It needed to be tough. Like there's a kid involved that clearly she needs to protect. Well, listen, my heart goes out to her. The details that are coming out are even crazier. She's actually in a really scary situation. This is definitely on one of the extreme sides of the spectrum that I've ever seen. Yeah. And like my heart goes out to her during this time. And I hope she has security because at this point, this shit is wild. I know. Um, I know this weekend we also saw some of the Grammy nominations in lighter lighter news. Hats off to SZA. She was nominated nine times. Period. uh, From her (laughs) from her sophomore album SOS. Um, And then Taylor Swift, Olivia Rodrigo and Billie Eilish tied with six nominees. Damn, SZA got more nominations than yeah, Taylor? That's yes, wild. Give I her know. flowers. Olivia Rodrigo was in a lot of different categories, though, too. Okay. Same with Taylor Swift. Billie Eilish, I loved her music this year. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, I loved all of them. But for the best new artist category, that's kind of the category that we all focus on because it kind of sets you up for the rest of your career. Mm-hmm. So Noah Kahan was nominated, Coco Jones, as well as Victoria Monet. Who do you want to see win? Um, this so is such a hard choice. This is really hard. I think out of the list, my two people that I listen to the most are hands down Noah Kahan and Victoria Monet. Yes. Um, I would love to see Victoria Monet get this uh, Grammy because I feel like not only is she like such a great singer and performer, she's also a songwriter. And it's yeah. like really hard to do both, especially when you're writing music for other people that has to fit other people's vibes and their shit takes off and then your shit's good. I would love yeah. to see Victoria Monet win it. Um, as far as SZA being nominated nine times for SOS, I love SZA. You know I love SZA. I've loved SZA since Control, honey. Yes. And I'm excited. I don't know. I feel like that, that album was so good. And I'm excited to see this Grammys. They definitely did a good job this time with the nomination. Me too. I think I'm going to differ from you, but this is so... <coughs> oh my God, my voice just cut out. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. I think I'm going to differ from you. But this is really hard for me to do. But I think for my best new artist, I, I wouldn't mind seeing Noah Kahan win. Okay. And I love Victoria Monet. And I love Coco Jones. I just feel like I listen more to um, the Hurt Somebody EP that Noah Kahan released with Passenger and like all that. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I just think he has such a stunning voice. Yeah. Even though they all do, it's like, how do you choose? I know. No, it's really hard to choose. Oh, Noah has goodness. some bangers. Like, yes. Passenger is fantastic. There's a few really great songs. Um, but I just, I love Mc- Victoria Monet. So, I, I don't Victoria, know. Victoria Monet caught her wave, honey. And she, she did. Didn't stop she it. caught her wave. That is true, T. All right. Next up, we're going to head into the bedtime stories, starting with story one. <laughs> you want me to go? Yeah, because I feel like I have a case of the laughs coming on. <laughs> okay. We, we don't want a case of the laughs. Um... Alrighty, so Supreme Court finally adopts an ethics code, except it has no teeth. The Supreme Court announced Monday that it has adopted an ethics code for the first time, a step that comes in response to its justices, particularly conservative Justice Clarence Thomas, facing scrutiny for undisclosed gifts from wealthy political donors. But Democratic senators and progressive court reform groups are already saying it does nothing um, because there is no way to enforce it, which, yeah, totally. All nine justices signed into the court's new code of conduct. Justice Amy Coney Barrett, Elena Kagan. There's a justice. There's a justice named Elena. (laughs) 
Since when? I don't know, child, but I know her last name is pronounced Kagan and okay. not Kagan. <laughs> oh my gosh. Elena Kagan, Brett Kavanaugh have previously voiced support for a formal ethics code in the aftermath of stories by ProPublica and other news outlets revealing Thomas's previously undisclosed ties to conservative mega donor Harlan Crow. The undersigned justices are promulgating this code of conduct to set out succinctly and gather in one place the ethics rules and principles that guide the conduct of the members of the court. Uh, begins the 15-page document, which lays out rules saying justices should preserve the integrity of the court and convey a sense of impartiality in all cases. Too late. The justices that... M- I said too late, not the article. Oh. The justices uh, state that most of the rules spelled out in the code are not new and that the court has long had the equivalent to common law ethics that other federal judges are bound to. There has been a misunderstanding, the justices say, that because the court has not had a formal code of ethics, they haven't been restricted to any ethics rules. To dispel the misunderstanding, we are issuing, issuing this code, which largely, largely represents <laughs> a codification of principles that we have long regarded as governing our conduct, said the justices. In fact, there is no misunderstanding. The nation's highest court has never had a formal code of ethics, and the result is that some justices have been taking luxurious gifts from powerful people with interest before the court and then not reporting the gifts the very definition of unethical all other federal judges are banned from this kind of behavior and it is spelled out in their code of ethics the only rule that supreme court justices have had to follow that is similar to lower court judges is that they have to file annual financial disclosure reports beyond that though the idea that uh the idea has been that supreme court justices don't need a code of conduct because they can keep themselves honest bullshit i said that except they've shown that they can't the court's new code states that justices should avoid impropriety and the appearance of impropriety in all activities that includes not allowing social or political relationships to influence official conduct and making sure not to knowingly convey or permit others to convey the impression that they are in a special position to influence the justice. Hmm. Um, this reporting is from the Huff Post. Interesting. So I'm they're showboating. To see this. Speaking of showboating. I know. I think this is almost, I want to say This is like a shut the fuck up and put a band-aid on it. Like, let's move the fuck on. Yeah. I think it's performative, but I also think that, like, Clarence Thomas brought extremely bad press to it, but yeah. he's not the only one who's been doing this. And also the Supreme Court or the Judiciary Branch is also not the only branch of government that has been under scrutiny recently for um, uh, I don't even know what for to doing, call it. For doing, like, unethical Unethical practices. practices. We saw Senator Bob Menendez and his case only gets fucking worse. Um, <laughs> I d- <laughs> every day there's something new about that. But I think that this is performative. I do think it's performative. I don't think there's any teeth. They keep saying there's no way to enforce it. There's literally no way to enforce yeah. it. Like this isn't even a game. Like your other justices would have to hold you accountable to these rules. I'm yeah. assuming. And I'm assuming it would be really difficult for that to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, only because you would have to have what somewhat of a majority amongst the other justices. Yeah. And you know, like favoritism and shit's going to play a role yeah. here. And I think this is just going to promote people to kind of get better at hiding things. Mm-hmm. Like maybe using different names, et cetera, when they accept these gifts. And honestly, I think gift giving or 
favors or whatever is sometimes done so under the radar that even with the best ethics code people are still going to find ways to get around it i think one thing that they could have done was maybe have an ethics watchdog in the supreme court that helped out with um, enforcing the policies but as we've seen i don't think that's going to come anytime soon no, I definitely don't think it's going to come anytime soon. I was taken aback, though, because I think this is the first time that public scrutiny has led to actual change. Now, at least in my lifetime, led to any sort of actual change in the Supreme Court's practices, which goes to show like the bad press was damning. Like this was some shit they were not going to survive. Well, if they you didn't know act. why it was damning of because course. they're supposed to be the moral or the fucking legal high ground of the entire country, which I'm not mad at even changing that whole thing, but no. that's a different conversation. Fuck that. Pack the court. I think, we- <laughs> Girl, not even pack the court. Let's have referendums. Like yeah, if we're going to have hot button issues, why are seven people deciding it exactly. that are uber conservative and old as fuck? I I'm know. sorry, no, but you're I'm just not sorry. You're just from a different generation. There's different ways to think. And that's not me being, that's just me looking at the trend of the way the country is going. I'll leave it at that. My intention was not to seem ageist. Girl, it ain't Um, ageist. It's facts. Okay. So moving on. I thought that was very interesting though. And like you said, they did something about it, which means it was fucking damning. But my thing is if they're actually listening to feedback and people are saying this isn't going far enough, like this, what is this going to turn into? I don't know. know. They're actually having to have to fucking change. So we'll have to stay tuned um, with that one. (laughs) Moving on to story two. So Billie Eilish says men don't face criticism about their bodies because girls are nice. Billie Eilish has pointed out the double standard in the A-list world when it comes to body image. It's no secret that the world scrutinizes, comments on, and deliberates about women's bodies. If they have put on even the slightest little bit of weight, there are headlines that pop up around the world. Is she pregnant? Is she happy? Is she going to keep her partner? The tide is slowly turning away from all of that nonsense, but it's still something that plagues female celebrities. In an interview with Variety, Eilish describes being a woman as saying quote such a war especially being a young woman in the public eye it's really unfair billy is only 21 years old and yet she's been a well-known singer for the best best part of a half a decade i think they meant the better part of half a decade that means she has had to navigate her adolescence and her emergence into womanhood with the world's eyes watching her every move during her rise to fame she would often wear baggy clothes which was a big shift from her predecessors who donned tight outfits and accentuated their bodies billy says this was deliberate saying quote i wasn't trying to have people not sexualize me she told variety but i didn't want people to have access to my body even visually i wasn't strong enough and secure enough to show it she said she would have been devastated if people had made comments about her body when she was still trying to find herself but after being in the industry now for a while she has noticed that men don't get the same type of scrutiny and she thinks she knows why saying quote nobody ever says a thing about men's bodies if you're muscular cool if you're not cool if you're real thin cool if you have a dad bod cool if you're pudgy love it everybody's happy with it you know why because girls are nice they don't give a fuck because we see people for who they are and this reporting is from unilad.com oh super interesting no it is really interesting. and also relatable too very relatable it kind of makes me sad though because i remember like when the news broke i think she had a documentary or something and she said that was kind of why she wore baggy clothes yeah. was kind of just to like protect herself yeah like the fact that you would have to go to that length at that age but then again more power to you because you knew what you needed to do and it was a boundary for her clearly yeah um 
but I, I would have to agree with this statement and I also disagree with this statement. Okay. Go ahead. Um, I think the way I agree with it is because I do think that there is significantly less criticism for men's bodies on a for scale sure. of a hundred zero out of a hundred women get criticized 99.9 percent of the time i would say a man gets criticized on his body 0.1 yeah facts yeah so i do think that's true but men do face criticism <laughs> <laughs> because we love to call out well not we but some people love to call out right when they bald in or something else <laughs> yeah, and when true. they get to talking shit and you know all types of stuff about men. So I would say in some cases, um, you know, men what? don't face I that. Agree. But it is on like a super difficult different scale. It's Go on ahead. a super different scale. I agree with that. Um, I think more so what she's saying is maybe when a girl is critiquing someone's appearance, and this could just be me like looking into it too much. <laughs> maybe when a girl is critiquing an appearance it doesn't come from a mean-spirited place or something or or mm. about a man excuse me about a man it doesn't come from a mean-spirited place i guess or but they I, tend to critique after you've critiqued them it's not just unwarranted feedback yeah that's you know? true that's true but the scrutiny and the lens is way less on men which oh is, hands down which is why you see all the issues with like and this isn't to also deny the male experience because there are men who suffer with eating disorders body dysmorphia all of that like yeah it's kind of genderless in a sense but i feel like i'm on the same wavelength with what billy is saying definitely. even though i can't portray it definitely on the same wavelength of what billy was saying but have you noticed that a lot of times when guys are getting critiqued too it's coming from other guys yeah oh you're skinny oh you're da da yeah. oh you're this oh your calves are small like guys will critique other guys yeah. so still like out of a large percentage that criticism is still coming from men yeah you know? and i think she's also like heightening the sense of like more so what's um women start to receive criticism at a lot younger ages it goes back into even the saying of like oh i want to have a boy so i can raise them because they're easier because yeah. you feel like you could just kick your feet up and not do shit and then send sociopaths into society to wreak havoc on without everybody. a warning label uh yeah so it's just it's interesting um that she Super said this but i also feel like i can relate to her when she says she wanted to hide her body because she couldn't handle the critique mm-hmm. i mean i know i touched on this in a in a podcast episode prior to this but like somebody made fun of how skinny my legs were and i literally like i'm insecure about wearing shorts and yeah. haven't even worn shorts since yeah. so <laughs> and it's not funny no, it's actually it's trauma funny. but it, it, i can get the like wanting to make sure you protect yourself from scrutiny yeah and it's criticism. like it's definitely hiding i think it's like the age-old story why are you wearing a winter coat and it's 80 degrees outside <laughs> Like that was pretty much my childhood, bitch. Oh my hiding God. behind North Face fucking raincoats. Coats. And literally, I have one in my memory. I think mine was blue, right? Yeah, and yours I was, was blue. Or mine was blue and yours was black. No, yours was pink. I never had a pink North Face. Okay, well, whatever. I think you did. Okay. Whatever. But like I had this blue coat. I don't know if it was a North Face or not, but I had a few coats and I was always wearing them. And I would yeah. be like terrified to take my coat off or the seasons would change and it would be like, I did not want to like take that damn coat off. I'm like, no, it's summer. Like I'm going to have to show more yeah. or like like people were so harsh like people yeah. are not very nice so i stopped wearing tight stuff i mm-hmm. stopped like everything i was always trying to hide whatever yeah. part of my body it was at the time and then you um, also have the scrutiny too because people are like oh uh like comparing twins and saying the ways that they identify us and all this other yeah. stuff it's just it's, it's shut the fuck up that's what i want to say no but super relatable and i think it's just unfortunate i can't wait i told you i told you this what? i won't say the person's name 
lame, but I had something that I had to go do and I wasn't feeling my best. And this happened probably a few weeks ago. And even when I went to the gas station, I was like, oh my God, I don't feel good. I need to get right back in the car. Like I didn't stand out to like pump my gas. I literally got right back in the car because I was so self-conscious about my outfit, but I had to go somewhere and I went to that person's house and I was like, you know what? I feel so comfortable here. Like I'm going to take my coat off. They say it's like, like a welcome environment. This like person's very open and I hope that I provide that space for other people too. I agree. I agree. I think honestly, I think we do. Yeah. But I think it's good to strive for that as well. Next story. Next story. Adam driver is being praised for his reply to a rude question during an in-person panel adam driver is being praised for his blunt response to an audience member who criticized his new film during an in-person q a session on sunday for context adam is currently promoting the new michael mann directed biopic ferrari in which he stars as the italian motor racing driver and innovator enzo ferrari Ahead of its December release date, the film was screened at the Camera, uh, Camera, what the fuck? Cameridge. No way. Camera Cam- Image. Camera Image Film Festival in Poland over the weekend, followed by a Q&A session with the leading actor. At one point during the intimate panel, someone in the audience voiced a concern about the car crash scenes in the movie looking pretty harsh and cheesy. What do you think about the car crash scenes? The audience member asked the star. They looked pretty harsh, drastic, and I must say cheesy for me. What do you think? After calmly taking a sip of his water, (laughs) period, he needed to chill out. Adam responded to the question by telling the audience member, fuck you. I don't know. Next question. His direct reply prompted a few audible gasps and awkward laughs in the room. However, there's been an overwhelming amount of praise for his handling of the situation on X, formerly known as Twitter, where a video of the interaction has gained more than 7.8 million views since it was posted. Among the responses, many fans noted that the audience member's concern (laughs) was leveled in a rude way to begin with, giving Adam little choice but to offer a blunt response. I'm here for it. Yeah. Why this is like putting me in the mindset of BravoCon. Like yes. did you see all of those fans walking up and asking people yeah. crazy ass questions? Like yeah. bitch, what? It goes back to that um that article we talked about a few weeks ago where people just feel like they can like do or say anything because you might be in the public eye. I promise you and this is coming from an Aries and I think a Sagittarius <laughs> moon. One Baby. thing that sets me off more than anything is when someone speaks rude to me. Yes. When someone speaks rude to me or disrespects or condescending I'm immediately I feel like my myself getting upset Mm -hmm. or getting pissed off and like that'll that'll take me there and I feel like at that point the gloves are off and you're allowed to respond rude you are totally allowed to respond rude back I think in in what's the word in in moderation and here's why I say in moderation because like celebrities deal with trolls on the internet all the time that are constantly throwing bullshit at them and I think giving each troll your energy does put you in a point where it's like you're not even realizing the positivity and you're giving these people attention and clout and all this stuff which is what they want yeah. but like in a setting like this or a setting like BravoCon when someone tries you I'm yes. thinking immediately of Jennifer Aiden who got backlash for how the fuck she responded yeah. baby you're stepping to a housewife talking shit you better expect some shit to what come back expect? period 
And then like Kyle Richards got a really harsh question. Yeah. There were a few. And it's not like fun shade. It's like you're throwing shade you're throwing thinking you're shade. protected because you're in the audience, baby. This shit is no, fair game. It's fair game at this point. And I think it goes to show like he's up here. Why are you asking him? Was he the director or exactly. the producer? It said right here he was the leading actor, right? Uh-huh. He was the leading actor. He doesn't have any fucking role or say so over the crash scenes. No. And he's also not going to get up there and throw the producer and the director under and the all bus. these other people under the bus. They're proud of their work. What did you expect? And my did thing you is, th- did you want him to say as he's promoting the movie? Yeah, that's really cheesy. Don't go see it because it was exactly. Up. You're right, bro. Like, wow, you're such you're so smart. My thing is like, do you want to be on the cast? <laughs> and do you want to be a director? That's that's always my first thing. I'm like, okay, come on, you step in my shoes, you do it, and let's all <laughs> laugh see. at what you come up with. <laughs> like literally, I'm about to start putting motherfuckers to test. I know. You come do it since you're so like you're such a genius. I know. You're gonna beat out producers, filmers, directors, editors, Experts. people that have to come up with all this shit because yeah. you're a genius and you think it's cheesy. Are you God? Yeah, and I was gonna say like you thinking it's cheesy, like it just goes to show like. Um, how subjective things could be because you literally might be the only person that thinks it's exactly. cheesy. And it could just be because you don't like Adam Driver. I don't know. So keep it to yourself and don't go. But I think T. these people have a right to stick up for themselves. Definitely. If someone is being like disrespectful and I think you're right. Like you don't want to give too much energy to it but you have a right to stick up for yourself. You I hands mean, down have a right. Because just because you said it was cheesy you were basically saying fuck you to Adam right? But that sip of water oh my god. He had god. to calm himself down. He had which because it was gonna be even worse than just a fuck you he's probably gonna say who the fuck do you think, think you, you are, are bitch i know i know literally he That's had to take funny. that sip of water and after he cooled down all they got was a fuck you i notice when i get mad or when i get pissed off i have to drink a sip of water and sometimes i have to walk away and then that's typically when i'll make a phone call yeah. to a, a person that's a safe person and mm-hmm. go off and like i have to do a lot with like regulating sometimes yeah. my response i tend so. to storm off and then calm down because baby <laughs> Uh, that Aries Ooh, would jump out but I Aries. just thought that was very interesting it okay. is I'm so sick of these rude ass people shut the fuck it's up so public rude. service announcement I know and it <laughs> <laughs> it's so rude and it just not PSA shut the fuck up I'm stuck on that but <laughs> it's just so rude and it kind of takes the fun out of the experience and it, it discourages people who don't want the confrontation to even do participate in the live session exactly you so wonder don't why celebrities are so hard to get a hold of nowadays it's because you guys are fucking annoying don't ruin it for everybody else god exactly okay moving on into our next story I'm a little heartbroken about this one I'm not even gonna lie so Queer Eye star Bobby Burke announces his exit from the show. Bobby Burke, one of the five co-hosts on Netflix's Queer Eye, has announced he will be departing the hit reality show. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's not funny. After its upcoming eighth season, the interior designer shared the news via social media Monday, revealing to his fans that season eight, which will take place in New Orleans and premiere in January of 2024, will be his last appearance on the show. Burke, who hosted the show alongside co-stars Jonathan Van Ness, Karamo Brown, Anthony Porowski, and Tan France, since the re- reboot was launched in 2018. He wrote a heartfelt statement, um, and he began by expressing his gratitude to the Queer Eye community, which he said has, quote, become family to me. The love that I have received from you all over the last six years has been absolutely surreal, he wrote. You have tuned in and been dedicated fans, and together we were able to share the healing powers of design. I learned from you all about kindness, love, and acceptance, and that has changed my life for the better. 
Burke said that he is thankful for the audience, who he said, quote, embraced me and accepted me for who I am, and for all of those who have shared so many stories with me about how the show has touched your lives. I cannot be more grateful to each and every one of you for being brave enough to share your experiences, he wrote. He also dedicated the statement to all our wonderful, loving, amazing, and brave heroes, thanking them for letting me into your homes and hearts. It's all because of you that I've kept going all these years, and each and every one of you have changed me for the better. I'm so very proud of all of you, he continued. Concluding the message, Burke wrote, It's with a heavy heart that I announced that season 8 will be my final season on Queer Eye. It's not been an easy decision to be at peace with, but a necessary one. He added, Although my journey with Queer Eye is over, my journey with you is not, and you will be seeing more of me very soon. Um, so, And then Netflix announced that um, on Monday that Queer Eye has been renewed for a future ninth season, which will take place in Las Vegas. <laughs> this reporting is from Good Morning America. Oh, my God. I feel like my voice sounds so... Yes. Your I voice can't. sounds like you just talk like that. I like know. Your nose I, guys, I'm so sorry. Like, I started a new allergy immunotherapy. I'm hoping it's going to help It, it will help you because I'm further along <laughs> okay, the therapy talk. I'm than I'm going to blow you. my nose. Okay. Um, so this is obviously really sad for like the queer eye OGs out here that started up. Uh, number one, I guess not OGs because there was an original version of the show. Wow. She definitely just blew her nose. Um, but for the queer eyes reboot, um, fans, we know that this was like the squad. Like this was, this is going to be a massive, I feel like difference because all five of them had such great chemistry, I know. but it makes me think maybe he's leaving for another show. Oh, he definitely is because he added that little teaser at yeah. the end. He said, you'll see me very soon. And I don't think he would have just left for no reason. Cause how are you leaving a gig like queer? Oh, Eye? he wouldn't leave Netflix and queer eye for no reason. I think what I am projecting is that he might have his own design show in the works. Yes. One thing about me, though, I feel like Bobby Burke was kind of like a silent, like, killer on that show. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you had the bigger personalities like Jonathan Van Ness, and we fell in love with all of the guys. I would literally, if they, if any of them were straight, I would date any of them. Like, yeah, let's be any real. of them, especially Anthony. I'd <laughs> <laughs> but Bobby Burke, like, there's just something about him that I'm just like, I love Bobby Burke. I know. He's, he's such a cutie. He is, and he he's very relatable, too. It's like yeah. each person had these unique traits on the show that made them very relatable to the people that came on the show. Yeah. So a lot of the things that Bobby struggled with, he struggled with homelessness in his youth. He struggled with getting put out. Yeah. He had to leave. It wasn't a safe space. And for the fans of the show, we did see him connect with several guests that came on the yeah. show that other like people on the show didn't have that experience with. Yeah. And he specifically was, about like the religion and things yeah. like that in the childhood. Yes. So he was really able to touch a lot of people. I think that this will be a massive loss. Yeah. I have been wondering who Netflix will replace him with because yes. obviously the design segment can't falter. No. I have like a number fucking one. Okay, go ahead. I don't theory. think that this person will take the job because they have another show. So and I wonder if, I wonder if there's like a non compete. I'm trying to figure out like if they'll be able to do it because they also do have kids. But my fucking, if I had to submit a nomination, okay. Jeremiah Brent. I love Jeremiah Brent. For those of y'all that don't know, Jeremiah Brent is married to Nate Burkis. They do have a design show. They have two kids. Yes. Um, I've and been, Nate, or Jeremiah has been on several design shows. Several. I mean, more recently, it was the Nate and Jeremiah Home Project, which I've, I'm freaking obsessed with both Nate Burkis and Jeremiah Brent. Both. But they also had a show on TLC that I'm forgetting the name of. Uh, Jeremiah also had an, a design show on um own network by himself without Nate Burkis. Yeah. 
and he also let's not forget was on a netflix show called say i do which so he, he has did the netflix such connection. a good job on say i do it was yes. insane he does have the netflix connection he's also really good friends with tan france i low-key feel like we're on the mass singer right now because I know. like the guests have to come up with all these things no like he really has all of the makings of a great f- yeah. um replacement for bobby you know what's crazy though like this is so off topic but why are all the men that i'm like obsessed with gay because why would you be obsessed with a man if he's not gay i know like, like what I'm is there to be obsessed with, with? Brand. i'm like i would marry him too like bitch <laughs> just hang it up at when this he, point yeah it's so funny but some of i think jeremiah brent would be a top contender if his schedule allows yes. i also wouldn't count out his husband nate burkis he's an og designer also Definitely. david bromstad mm-hmm. og hgtv designer and then i don't know if you remember adair curtis but i do he's the husband of jason bolden um who's a popular stylist he was also featured on a netflix tv show called styling hollywood so he's already got the netflix he always plug. he already has the netflix plug i would i don't and we did, did I just say i have no you said idea it right. okay. but he but we also saw jason play a big role in next in fashion right yeah yeah where and was he ten, yeah he was like a guest judge you're when right. the runways happened you're right so he played a big role in next in fashion which is tan francis show tan francis on queer eye. queer eye there's so many things, so like there's bitch. there's a lot of opportunities here i know but i'm still like um bobby burke you were a big loss but i'm excited to support him in whatever he's His doing next, next journey all right. All right, moving it's on. Oh, is it your story. turn? Oh, it's, thank it's God, because this nose, baby. This story is so relatable. Lauren, no, like super relatable. <laughs> Lawrence Sanchez says she blacked out. Period. Period. Oh she blacked out when Jeff Bezos proposed with proposed with a thirty carat ring. Lauren Sanchez was blindsided and blinded. was as blinded and impressed by Jeff Bezos's enormous engagement ring as the rest of the world was. The former TV anchor recalled the moment the Amazon founder and former CEO popped the question in May aboard his $500 million yacht in a new profile for Vogue's December issue. When he opened the box, I think I blacked out a bit, Sanchez admitted of the proposal. She added that Bezos had hidden the ring under her pillow. Damn, that didn't fuck her neck up under that pillow. (laughs) (laughs) She added that Bezos had hidden the ring under her pillow and she discovered it as she was getting into bed. We're still thinking about the wedding. What's it going to be? Is it going to be big? Is it going to be overseas? We don't know yet. We've only been engaged five months. She has some ideas when it comes to her dress, though. The mother of three listed Christian Dior, Dolce & Gabbana, and Valentino as some of her favorite fashion houses, but insisted she hasn't made any real decisions yet as far as a dress. There's so many incredible designers, she said, uh, adding, once I get a minute, I'll slow down. Um, This reporting is from People Magazine, and then, honestly, I just have to say, can you imagine looking at that ring? No. Can you that's imagine? That's what I'm going to say. Like, you said this was relatable. It's not relatable because I've experienced it. It's relatable because I would drop dead if he bought me a diamond, They too. would be fucking picking my ass up off, off the, the floor. floor. For those of y'all who don't know, like, I'm, a, I'm so obsessed with jewelry. Like, when I wear, I can't just wear one necklace. I have to wear ten fucking necklaces. Like, yeah. I kind of came into my jewelry obsession more recently, I'd say, Definitely. when I moved to Chicago. Um, and just understanding the magnitude of a 30 carat diamonds, mm-hmm. like 
for those of y'all who are dying to know the details of her engagement ring, like we said before, it is a 30 carat cushion cut diamond ring and it's reportedly worth more than $2.5 million. Ooh. That's fucking wild. That is wild. And you're right. How did she not notice it under the pillow? But why would he hide it under the pillow? I think he wanted it to be like, a, oh, look, like, I don't know. Maybe it was just like their fun thing. Like, oh, the ring's under yeah. the pillow, I'm assuming. But she saw it before he proposed. But why was it under her pillow if you like, come on, like, Jeff? I know. I, now I'm thinking I'm like, it wasn't This in was a probably box? intentional. Like, I think it was. That's why I think it was intentional, because this man could, has all the resources the to have someone guarding the fucking yeah, ring. Like he could have hidden it. He could have hidden it. What's so your, I think it was intentional. What's your dream jewelry or dream ring? I, I won't even put it in regards to a proposal, but what's your dream ring? Okay, I would say my my dream... Fuck, I can't talk. <laughs> I would say my dream ring if I had to say... Um, I, you know, I can't pinpoint one, but I do know that like, if I got a dream piece of jewelry, mm -hmm. I would want like even cushion cut diamond earrings that are yeah. like are yellow. Yeah. I think like yellow, there's a name for it, but I'm forgetting the yellow diamonds are beautiful. Yeah. If I had to pick a ring, I would say I'm not here. I, the ring Kim's first ring yeah from oh, Kanye stunning where it's like the single piece of jewelry with the diamonds on the band yeah. that's what I would prefer I'd almost say though you know I'm just I'm a jewelry fiend like I'm yeah. a fanatic at this point um I remember when I saw Lady Gaga's um engagement ring to the guy from was it Chicago Fire the yeah. actor yeah I want to say his name was Taylor Kenny but I might be it wrong it was something along um, those lines but she got a pink heart shaped diamond I love pink diamond rings but yeah. if I couldn't have a pink diamond I would love a heart shaped diamond I yeah. think it's cute um, but I'd actually argue that Kim's second ring was like god which damn. one from Kanye the second one from Kanye after she got robbed oh, it was fucking I gorgeous I can't oh, remember it honestly I, I, I thought she just wore a gold band for forever. I know. But any after. honestly, any diamond or anything that I get, I'm like obsessed with. Yeah. But, you know, I think I'd honestly if I was if if someone came to me like and said, you have 200, you have two point five million dollars to spend on a piece of jewelry. Yeah. Girl, I'm going with a fucking necklace. Are you serious? I, yes. Why? Because I like necklaces. I want a fucking diamond the house down motherfucking lariat or necklace or something okay. cunt that princess diana would have oh. worn i would go for something like that hands down i think down. i love rings but i, I do like emeralds too oh and speaking of emeralds emerald cut too yeah i hope this conversation uh, whatever but <laughs> if y'all don't know anything that we're talking about you should look it up because yes. i would i would fucking drop dead too yeah. at this point i would drop dead i am excited to see where she like i'm i'm fully invested now because that was so relatable that she said she blacked out now I'm like fully into this. Um, I'm interested to see what she chooses for her dress. Those are some Me great too. fashion Can houses. Can I tell you who I would choose as my Who would you choose? House? I think I know. Who? Givenchy. Givenchy. Yeah. Uh, I just love Givenchy. I yeah. would just, I think that would, they would make a beautiful wedding dress. Um, if I were to choose, I definitely wouldn't choose <laughs> Valentino. Um, oh, Dolce and Gabbana would be cute Dolce too because Gabbana, they did great with Courtney's dress. They they did, and I'm excited to see what they would do with this big ass budget too. Yeah. Um, I was here for the Dolce and Gabbana aesthetic of Courtney's wedding. I wouldn't be against that. Um, but I don't know. There's a few things. I feel like Vera Wang. I feel like Alexander Wang. I feel like Christian Siriano Christian Siriano. Would be really cute too. Um, but I, I, I don't know if I'll get married, but I remember a long time ago, I just happened to see this dress come across my Pinterest board and that silhouette has always stuck in my head. So I think yeah. if I were to get married, I'd probably go along with that silhouette that I have yeah. in my mind. I don't but know if I'm I could excited. pick one dress. I'd probably have to have like 
10 girl because there's so know. many styles that i would want to do i don't think i could choose dead but ass. see you know what i would do i would do what sophia richie did where she okay. had like three events because yeah. on the same night i'm only changing once i and would it's wear to be into something comfortable that's true but i would wear a wedding dress to every single wedding event that i had starting with the engagement party so i can get all of my dresses in but yeah. could you imagine you wear a wedding dress to your engagement party and then you wear the other wedding dress to your actual wedding and they're like bitch why didn't you wear the other dress oh my it was God. better oh jesus okay yeah. You can't have one of those moments. I know. But oh, now I'm fun. like super excited to Me see too. this. Me too. Me um, too. So that's all for our bedtime stories today. We're just going to do a quick nightcap TV recap where we discuss Real Housewives of Potomac. Yeah. So fill me in a little bit. You know, I saw uh, the, the bare bones of the episode. Oh, should we do it tomorrow then? Maybe we should. Okay. Because I want you to. I, I have hot takes. Okay. And I want you to be like, I want this to be a true debate because okay. I already know because I've been seeing Twitter. So we'll just okay. do it tomorrow. Then. Okay. Let's do it tomorrow. We'll be back with a nightcap TV recap tomorrow. So for now, that's all she wrote. Night Owls. Yes, that is all she wrote. Thanks so much for listening. We literally love you guys for listening. We appreciate it so much. You have no idea. Um, It could make me cry. Uh, <laughs> Please um, don't. I know. Thank you so much for listening and we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.